Join me right now on Kumite TV is rising UFC featherweight prospect Bobby Moffitt. What's going on, Bobby? Hey, man. It's going good. How you doing? Good, good, man. Uh, did you get to watch that uh, Ben Askren versus Robbie Lawler fight at UFC 235? I did get to see that fight. That was... Uh... I, I mean, I was with the commentators in the beginning when Joe Rogan was like, man, he looks like he's out because his arm just dead hit hit the ground. Like, it uh, wasn't even like he was bracing himself. So it looked it looked to me like he was out at, the, at that moment. And then um, then it was kind of just like, you know, he grabs his arm and, and then he pulls him off and and he wasn't out. So it was it was crazy. It, it definitely looked in the beginning like he was out to me. Yeah, I think a lot of people would probably draw comparisons that fight to your fight versus Chas Skelly. What differences yeah. do you see in that one? Um, well, the only difference I really see is um, is when Herb Dean pulled his arm. Like when you show the slow replay, like it, you kind of can see, you know, uh, Robbie give like some give. You know, he tries to pull his arm up a little bit or something like that. And when they did that with Chaz Skelly, he, he there was he had nothing to give, you know. And I think Ch Chaz's leg kind of went out too a little bit. So uh, Robbie never lost uh, balance or anything. He didn't fall forward or anything. He just his arm went limp. And then when he was grabbed, it looked like he he flexed a little bit. And that was uh, just a little different from how Chaz reacted, you know. Yeah, it seems like uh, Chaz is moving on from that loss and just, I guess, focusing on the future. He doesn't seem to be dwelling on it too much. Um, yeah. Now that's five Darces, I think, throughout your whole career. Three in a row, which is incredible. I think that's some kind of record, don't you think? Three in a row? Uh, <laughs> I hope it's some kind of record. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, I'm going for four Darces in a row now, so hopefully I can keep it going, you know. Well, maybe Actually, eventually... I think I, I think I have uh, six Darces. Six Darces in my career now. Yeah. Okay. Maybe they'll eventually change the name of the, the submission to, you know, the Moffat <laughs> the, or something. The, the Moffat or the Wolf Choke or Wolfman yeah. or something like that. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the Wolfman yeah. would be definitely cool. <laughs> yeah. Wolfman, Wolfman. He's like, oh. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> where did that... Where did you learn that submission from, and what makes it so effective compared to, you know, when other fighters use it? Um, so, luckily for me, the the move, the entire move comes all the way from, from back to wrestling. There was a move called, like, a three-quarter Nelson, and it's pretty much, like, the same lockup, except you hook their leg, and then you, you take them straight over to their back, and you pin them. So, it was kind of like a stack move. And I was pretty good at that in high school, and that's where I learned it in high school. It was, I remember my friends would make fun of me because it was supposed to be like a kid's move, but I was pretty good at it, and I could do it to you know, almost anybody sometimes. Sometimes it didn't work, sometimes it did, but I was, uh, I was really effective with it. And when I started doing jiu-jitsu, it just it came back to me when I learned the Darce, the Darce choke. First I learned the Anaconda, then I learned the Darce, and... Um, <clears throat> I started to see the similarities. I wasn't told like, oh, this is kind of like this or this is kind of like that. Uh, it kind of just came all together when I learned them separately. And then somehow, somewhere in my brain and my body, my body mechanics and muscle memory, it put 
it put both the moves together and it just started to flow really easy for me and and then the more i've the more i've done it in competition the better i get at it so it's uh it's been a long journey learning the move for back from wrestling all the way through all my years of jiu-jitsu and i'm starting to really feel uh perfecting it now you know definitely man uh eventually <laughs> it will be called the wolf man i think i'm gonna push yeah. that on social media <laughs> Yeah, try it. The Wolf Man, Wolf Bite, or something like that. Full Moon, I don't know, like something cool like that. Oh, the Full Moon definitely sounds better. <laughs> yeah. Well, you you actually wanted to fight Artem Lobov in your debut. Yeah. How disappointed were you when you when he decided to like release himself from the UFC, which is very uh, weird. You know, I really only wanted to fight him because because uh, he's. You know, he's famous, and everybody talks about him. I mean, it's like an internet joke to talk about him being, like, the GOAT and stuff. So I thought it would be cool to fight him just because he's got, you know, whether it's a fan base or a troll base, you know, he's got a base of people that, that like to watch him win or lose fights, you know. So I wanted to, to get a bunch of fans, so I wanted to fight him, you know. I thought uh, thought it would be cool to fight him and, and beat him up and and uh you know get a little traction you know going on social media or whatever you know but uh it didn't go through and and honestly it wasn't like a fight i really wanted you know it was it was only a fight that i would have wanted just to get more fans you know it wasn't like a fight that would put me up in rankings or anything he's not he doesn't have the greatest record he's just a he's just a really big name you know so it was uh it was better for me that the fight didn't go through for sure <laughs> definitely now looking back you know before you hit the ufc you're building your name through the regional scene you know you had a lot of tough fights you had a lot of really good performances but what fight grew you the most as a fighter and prepared you for the ufc mm-hmm. i mean there's there's quite a few fights that i feel like uh push me to the next level and and honestly um i could talk about losing that decision to howie barcelos is one but obviously i still had a long journey after that you know i still had quite more fights in the regional scene after that so honestly i think it was that uh that losing a timely the way that i did you know it was a it was kind of weird it was kind of like um a it was similar to how Chaz lost to me and how Robbie Lawler lost, you know, where the referee, um, you know, well, I thought Chaz was out, so maybe just Robbie Lawler. <laughs> so uh, so where the referee kind of gets in the middle of the fight and stops it before the fighter really feels like they're out, you know. And that, that was like a fight where, you know, I had gotten rocked and I sat up and I went for a submission and the referee you know, just wasn't aware of the move that I was going for. So he had no idea that I was still coherent and attempting to, to, to turn this into a jiu-jitsu uh, move. And, uh, and then the fight was taken from me, you know. So it was, it, was, it was something that I had emotionally come over. It was a big uh, hurdle for me uh, emotionally in my career to... Uh, to just get over a loss that I felt like was mine. And I felt like, man, I'm right on the cusp of getting into the UFC. And then this fight come, this fight happens and it gets taken from me. And there goes my opportunity. So I felt like the highest of highs before going in. Like, oh, man, I'm going to get 
I'm going to get in the UFC after I win this fight. And then the lowest of, of lows I could possibly feel uh, getting the fight taken away from me and losing like that and uh, feeling like, oh, man, my dream's never going to happen. So I felt like having to come back from that, it that fight made me a different fighter, you know, emotionally, mentally, how I prepare for fights. And, and it's uh, changed me more than any fight has changed me so far, you know. So that's what I'm, that's that's kind of the fight I use through, which one helped, helped me get over that edge, you know. All right, now you're gearing up for your second <clears throat> appearance in the Octagon, UFC Nashville versus Bryce Mitchell. I think yes, he's sir. most famous for drilling his nutsack. <laughs> what was your reaction when you heard this, uh, this news? <laughs> When I first heard the news, like, obviously him and I weren't going to fight or anything, but I just kind of was like, how the hell do you drill your own nutsack? So, to me, I was like, oh, man, because I've worked construction before, and I know, uh, I know I've chopped up my hands a bunch of times on um, skill saws, and, and if I'm drilling a hole in, in the side of a house, like, sometimes it's skipped, and, and the, the uh, whole drill is cut my hand like I've done that a bunch of times so I understand the whole uh getting hurt on the job aspect but man you're of of all the things to hurt your balls man oh god I could never imagine uh uh <laughs> just having drilling my ball I mean that yeah that would be a, a terrible terrible uh, work accident that I would never want to, uh, I would never want to do construction after that, for sure. But, um, yeah, when I heard, uh, when I heard that happen, I was like, oh, that sucks. Now I gotta fight him. So, uh, luckily, there's no groin shots in the UFC, so we don't have to worry about that. And, uh, it should be smooth sailing from there. Yeah, man, uh, I think there's some major, uh, trauma, most likely, from that incident for him, but, you know, yeah, like you said, luckily sure. there's no growing shots in the UFC. Mitchell, he's a tough twenty uh, season twenty seven. You know, contestant. You're a contender series winner. Did you get a chance to watch him on the show? Um, you know, we had a, a friend of mine, Kyler Phillips, who was on the show. Um, so I really only watched Kyler's fight on the show. I didn't watch the rest of the season. I know there are some good guys on this on the show, but I just never had the time to dedicate you know, uh, uh, time to watch the show, you know, I just, I always am in the gym and stuff, so if it was somebody that's close to me, I'm gonna watch it, so when I saw, when Kyler was on the show, I watched it, but I didn't really watch any, any of the other guys. With this fight, you know, coming up with Mitchell, you know, a lot of people would say that you're taking a step backwards, by taking this fight, you know, because you finished Chas Skilly, who is a, a veteran, who is, you know, a legit top 20 guy in the UFC. What mm -hmm. do you think? I mean, I wasn't getting any fights offered to me. So, honestly, I, I, don't, I, wouldn't, I would never call anybody a step backwards, though, because Mitchell, whether he lost in the Ultimate Fighter or not, you know, he's still undefeated. He's a good fighter. Uh, yeah, he's had one, one fight in the UFC so far, but he's not bad. You know, he's, he's a very tough dude. Him and I have similar styles. He has a similar style to Chaz. Um, 
I think it's a, it's it was a good matchup for me. And then the op- this is the opportunity. You know, I wanted to fight. He wanted to fight. He he put something on Twitter about wanting to fight. And uh, my manager hit me up. Was like, hey, you know, this dude, this forty fiver was talking about fighting. And I was like, all right, well, I'll just try and call him out then too. And it worked out. You know, so if somebody, I, of course, I. I always have high aspirations to fight, you know, the best dudes in the division and to get to the highest rank possible and to become the champion, you know. So so obviously I want to keep going forward and forward and forward. But but I think winning in the UFC, whether it's against, you know, someone uh, like Chaz Skelly, who's a veteran, or someone who's Bryce Mitchell, who's 1-0 in the UFC, a win is a win, you know. I'm still winning in the UFC. It doesn't matter who is who is it going to be against because I'm I'm going to win the same way against Bryce as I'm going to win against somebody who's in the top 30, the top 20, top 15, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm going to still go out there and finish all these guys. So I think uh there's nothing to take away from Bryce, you know, he's a great fighter. I think um my stock is only going to go higher after I continue winning, you know. You mentioned that it's a good stylistic matchup. I completely agree. It makes it, you know, your guys' ground skills make it so interesting what's going to happen. He does have a lot of chokes on his record. Is it going to be, like, who can choke who first type of fight, do you think? <laughs> it might be. I mean, I know for sure he's he's really good on the ground. And I know he's going to be hunting for submissions. And I, and I like that kind of style. I like that kind of, I like that kind of fight. I like somebody who's who tries to choke me and stuff. I, I'm really into that that kind of matchup. I'm really into into fighting that kind of stuff. So um, it's perfect. It's it's. Uh, I know uh, it's not going to be a who chokes who first. It's going to be a when I choke him first, you know. Uh, when, I, when I get a hold of him, he's going to uh, feel something he hasn't felt before, you know. I am uh, – I, I find myself – I don't want to toot my own horn, but I think I'm pretty strong for the 145-pound division. And, uh, you know, jiu-jitsu is a strong suit of mine, so is wrestling, and so is conditioning, you know. So I know that even if he gets a choke on me, I'm going to be able to work myself out of it or an arm bar or whatever he's going to throw on me. I'm going to work myself out of it, and I'm going to still have a whole another level of energy that he's not going to be able to, to, uh, to compete with, you know. He's not going to be able to keep going submission for submission with me and eventually i'm gonna put him in one and and he's he's not gonna be able to get out of it yeah you know your jujitsu skills are incredible your wrestling is incredible but i also know that you work a lot on your striking and you know mme lab has a a a slew of talented coaches but talk about eddie cha i know you work with him a lot in your development with him yeah eddie cha is I think I was talking to somebody yesterday in an interview. They, I was telling him he's like a wizard when it comes to, to being on the feet. You know, uh, the the footwork that he, that he, uh, that he even shows just in class. Maybe he's not even showing you a specific thing, but you just watch him move, and you're like, I want to move like that. Like the how light he is on his feet, and uh, I feel like a lot of the things that he says, if you just really listen to it, you know. Everything that he talks about, it kind of all comes back together, and it all flows into one thing. And I think you just have to pay attention. And and he's uh, just a master. Like I've been spending a lot of time 
spending a lot of time with him these last couple camps. Uh, um, and luckily I was finally able to get him out in my corner for the contender series and my UFC fight. Every single time we fought him and I, uh, another one of our fighters, Henry Corrales would, would be fighting the same day. So I'd never get to have Eddie in my corner. So, so it's really nice to, uh, to get him in my corner and have him there for the week. And, and, uh, him and I work together quite a bit, uh, every week and, and, uh, he's just amazing. Eddie is a whole nother level of uh, striking that that I haven't, I, I've never been really exposed to, you know, and uh, it's just uh, couldn't even explain how happy I am to to be able to work with someone like him. How about that Henry Corrales knockout of Aaron Pico? Oh. Everybody <laughs> was not even talking about Henry, yeah. and he goes yeah. in there and comes back and just. Flatlines, Pico, you know, stops that high train. It's just, it was incredible to see. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was motivational, like inspirational to watch, to see someone that you know very well go almost to the lowest of lows in a fight and then come back and get the highest of highs in that same fight, you know, to, to get hurt and come back and to finish someone that everybody is everybody's uh gloating about everyone's talking about uh aaron pico no one's saying anything saying much about Henry corrales they go oh aaron pico's you know crazy good all this all these complimentary things and then they go oh but you know henry's tough veteran you know and then then they then they go on to the next question you know so it's it was just really uh motivating to see to see someone to see someone like that uh, come out with a win and you're good friends with them and, and you see everything that they've done before the fight and then to go through that and win the fight it was just everybody in the house we watched it at the fighter house we're all like screaming at the top of our lungs like, oh my god and uh, it was just the best it was seriously one of the best feelings that I think I've had uh, watching, watching a fight like I couldn't there were very few times where I've felt that good watching a fight. And uh, that's got to be like top three moment right there. On top of all the great coaches, you know, MMA Lab has so many great athletes. Who mm-hmm. have you been working closely with during this camp to get ready for Mitchell? Well, we got a lot of guys that uh, are very stylistic, stylistically similar to Bryce Mitchell. You know, there's actually a guy from Tennessee that I live with at the house. His name is his name JSP? I gotta talk like that when I talk about him because he's from Tennessee. He's got that, he's got that, uh, uh, you know, twang to him. So I talk about him like that. And uh, he's been helping me a lot with this camp. And uh, he's a really good dude. And uh, he's got the the a great style matchup, just like Bryce. You know, uh, grindy. You know, he's gonna try and choke you. He's gonna keep coming forward, throwing punches, kicks, all that, all that stuff. And then. Um, and then we got uh, let's see who else helped and helped me out. Mark Martin, I'm gonna be bringing him out uh, for my fight. He's a really good wrestler, lefty southpaw, and uh, he just won last weekend. He's like uh, only three pro fights so far, but uh, he's gonna be up there soon. And uh, who else been helping me out? I've been working with Ben a couple times, and and I've had David Mashad hold pads for me a few times, and 
we got a couple of other guys at the gym that's that that have been doing rounds with me. Like uh, I think we've got a fighter, uh, Alex Arredondo. He's gonna be fighting soon. He, him, and I have been doing a few rounds, and then another. We got everybody, you know, uh, some some amateurs I go with every once in a while, you know. Um, so we've got plenty of dudes at the gym that uh, that can mirror styles for us. Oh, Kyler Phillips, I've done a couple rounds with him now. So everybody, you know, um, and it's just the best, the best feeling to be able to go in every day. You know you're going to find somebody that fights similar to the dude that you're going to fight. So it's almost like every week, two, two times a week we spar. So two times a week I'm, I'm fighting Bryce Mitchell, you know, two, two, two times a week I get, I get, I get my practice, you know, obviously we're practicing a lot more than that, but you know what I mean? You know, I'm practicing the actual fight, you know, so, so it's good. I'm getting good work in and, uh, you know, two more sparring days before uh, this fight now. I saw that the Korean zombie was out there for an extended period of time. Did you get some work in with him? Yeah, him and I work together every once in a while, but it, it, uh, I think he came out. He came out right when I left to go back home for a little bit. I think I went home for like ten, eight days, uh, just to see my family for Christmas, and then uh, then when I came back, we got to work together a little bit. But he wasn't working too much, uh, sparring and stuff because he had still uh, uh, like some injuries lingering from his last fight and stuff. So he had to, you know, take care of that. But uh, it was great to work with him. Him and I would help hold pads for each other once in a while uh, in Eddie Cha's class and stuff. You know, we'd have our morning uh, striking classes. Him and I would work together and he's a great dude. Like uh, the whole experience, because him and I got to fight on the same card. So uh, I had met him. I had met him once before maybe like a year and a half before maybe at, at the MMA lab he came out and trained and he was a great dude then and then uh I got to meet him again uh that week we got to hang out we cut weight together uh we spent uh quite a few uh training days together you know like we weren't training with each other but but he'd watch me train and I'd come and would watch him train and stuff so he's a really good guy and uh you know he's uh they they gave me a little uh, like uh, uh, I I don't know what you call it but it was like a Korean like snack gift like it had a whole bunch of like uh, rice cakes in it and like some other uh, God I don't know the name of the things but they were like really good it looked like they were like um, little like sesame seed uh, sweet things and then um, oh was then, it like, like was it like a brown circular thing it was With sesame yeah, seeds on top there were some of those in there. Very and, sweet, uh, right? Yeah, they were really sweet. They were all really good. He was like, um, you know, I don't really like these. My my wife likes it, but so we just gave it to you. We, we wanted to give you a little uh, Christmas gift and stuff. And uh, it was really nice of him. And uh, it, he's just a great person. Him and his whole family, they're really nice people. Now, I'm pretty sure, you know, you're, you're zeroed in on taking out Mitchell. But where do you see yourself you know, by the end of the year, how many fights do you want to fight this year? What is the plan? I mean, I'm hoping at the very least I would get two more fights. You know, I think uh, I go out there, I do everything I need to do against Bryce Mitchell, and I'm hoping I get to fight in uh, in Chicago. I know they're going to fight 
they're going to fight in Chicago like June 6th or something like that, June 8th, I don't know. One of those days, I don't, I don't know which one. But um, that would be perfect for me. I would love to go back home, fight in Chicago. Uh, United Center, that's like a dream of mine to be able to walk out in the United Center where I used to watch Michael Jordan and all those guys walk out uh, for the Bulls and stuff. So that would be super cool. Um, so I, I, I really hope, you know, I know I'm going to win this fight, so I've got to finish him uh, within two rounds to make sure I don't get too injured. And um, then I get another fight in June, hopefully. You know, uh, call somebody out. I don't know who. And uh, then maybe again in November or, or, or October. That would be pretty sweet. And that gives me enough time to maybe even fight in the end of December. I would love to fight four times. I don't care. I, I like I like fighting. It's it's. Uh, Last year I fought five times, so this year I, I don't mind fighting five more times. And it doesn't matter to me. All right, one more thing before I let you go. A lot of the fans, you know, your fans, people listening to the show, they always wonder, you know, what are the fighters listening to? What are What is in their headphones, you know, <laughs> when they're prepping for their fights in training camp? What are some artists you can recommend to the listeners? <laughs> Well, I'm kind of like, I wouldn't say I'm old school, but I'm like 2000s kind of guy. Like, I just, I I listen to a lot of the stuff that was, like, popular back then still. Like, uh, today I was just listening to Lil Boosie and T.I. when I'm way home from the gym. So, <laughs> um, who else do I listen to recently? I'll, I'll try and think of some new people I listen to. I mean, I guess uh, I listen to a little bit of, like, Travis Scott and stuff. And, um... But really just like the popular songs that like you would hear in a club because I work at a club every once in a while and they play those those songs all the time and then it just I'm just like, okay, I, I could I could imagine beating myself up to this song so that I'm gonna listen to it. You know, whether the song's good or not, like as long as it's got a good beat. But um what else do I listen to? Well my walkout song, it's probably gonna be my walkout song again, is Cashmere from Led Zeppelin. So if you guys like anything that's like older, like 70s, I mean, it's a cool song that maybe your parents listen to. <laughs> so uh, that's the song. That's the song that I got the lyrics tattooed on my ribs and, and stuff like that. So, so uh, that song I I hold in high regard. That's my favorite song. So uh, those are kind of like my music right now you know not uh 2090s hip-hop that's like the popular side of things it gets me wanting to beat people up and some of the newer stuff that's like clubbish like you wouldn't you would you would find in the in um you know going out and drinking and stuff like that and then i don't drink but um and then some old stuff you know led zeppelin check it out <laughs> all right man march 23rd led zeppelin <laughs> UFC on ESPN Plus 6, Nashville, Tennessee. Bobby, thank you yes, for your sir. time, and uh, good luck to thank you, sir. You. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you for having me.